Hello, you're very welcome to this podcast from the City of Derry International Choir Festival. This year the festival has gone digital, but we're still singing and we're still talking about singing. My name's Lorcan Doherty, and today's guest is Giuseppe Bila Icasanas. Welcome to the podcast, Giuseppe. Thank you very much. Well, Giuseppe, uh, you've got a long connection with the City of Derry International Choir Festival, but actually I want to talk a little bit about things that happened before that. Can you tell us a little bit about your own background, about growing up? Was music and singing always a big part of your life? Actually, I, I started with music as a student quite late. I was already uh, 16 years old when I uh, was fascinated with some companions in my school that were very good pianists and violinists and suddenly I said, that's, that's marvelous. Then I started studying piano. I wanted the very beginning uh, to be a pianist. But little by little I, I got in touch again because I was a singer in a children's choir for a long time. And I, I uh, was in touch, got in touch again with, uh, with the choral music. Step by step, as a singer, then as a, an arranger, playing some arrangements, and finally as a conductor, and and that became at the end my passion. And what age were you when you discovered that you could compose as well as arrange? That was really at the very beginning. So uh, it was quite automatic when my fingers could be uh, a, a bit fast and I start improvisations and playing with the piano. And someone needed an accompanying for a thing and the other needed just to, to, to use a text in a situation. And okay, that could be a good melody for that. And then... One of my first jobs was in a school teaching singing to the children, educating very, very small children, very young, and then youth. And we had at that time uh, a large repertoire and sometimes not really the proper repertoire for some moments on the vocal evolution of the singers. So I had to, to build up some dresses uh, for them, yeah, special size and special. So that was a way of going in in the composition. So it was almost there was a gap and you had to fill it? Exactly. We should tell listeners we're talking about Derry, we're going to be talking about Derry, but I'm actually in Barcelona and you're just outside Barcelona as well. You're from Sabadell, which is just outside Barcelona. And I've been living here for a year and I can see that there's a very strong choral tradition here. Was that something that you were aware of at a young age, as a child? Yes. Some of the historical 
people uh, that we studied in our history, the important people, important personalities of our history, some of them were uh, directly involved with choral music tradition. Let's say Giuseppe Anselm Clavé, the very first one, or Uriol Martorell, or Luis Millet, who founded the Orfeo Catala. These people were more than uh, musicians. They were uh, really important people in our history on the cultural side for, uh, for their relation and their influence on this really huge choral tradition we have. And when did you first start singing in a choir? When I was, uh, I think, eight years old. And it was quite short because uh, my voice, I lost at that time, we lost it, the voice. Now there, we have techniques to use voices differently during this gap. Yeah, when boys' voices break. Exactly. At that time, unfortunately, uh, despite I had a wonderful conductor in front of me and it was a lady, I adored that lady, of course, but they, they, they hadn't really the resources to, to use the, the, the children, the male children voices from a moment. And I did this change very soon. So it was a period of uh, three years and over. It was quite frustrating, quite frustrating, by the way. Well, it's good now that there are these techniques to manage that and to continue to develop the voice as children, uh, boys, especially uh, go through puberty and the voices change. Exactly. And we've seen this very well done in many, many choirs that uh, visited uh, the Derry Festival. Sometimes they use a falsetto in a very comfortable range and sometimes they start to use these three, four notes they have on the new register but they never do it in a bad way. Well, let's talk a little bit about Derry then and, and your connection to the festival there. You first went as an adjudicator in 2015. It was amazing for many reasons. First of all, it was a chance to uh, get back to a very good friend, Ragnar Rasmussen. He was the person who recommended me. And we had been working together twice before in front of the World Youth Choir in 2010 and some, some years later in front of the Catalan National Youth Choir. So uh, being back next to him and collaborating to him in Derry, that was very stimulating. But uh, what came after that was huge. Knowing all of you, and especially Donald, who's a, an incredible person, humanly, professionally, musically, and all these people around him, this Codeta family, I, I felt immediately at home that was amazing, despite the difficulties I have sometimes with, with the language, because I'm not a, an English speaker. And then I understood why all the ambience around 
the festival was so healthy. I must confess, I'm not really uh, a big fan of the competition uh, as a system because sometimes uh, it brings people to just competition and to a, a kind of very cold relation and technical relation with music. But I didn't see at all this in Derry. In Derry, that the, the competition, the festival was an excuse to bring people together and you succeeded to, to bring the perfect harmony between them. And they had the spaces to share their talent and their desires with music and their criteria and in a very healthy way. And then at the end, of course, there were winners and, and the other weren't winners, but it was completely different than what I had seen before in other. And as well, the healthy, clean and friendly and frank atmosphere in the jury. The jury had always time to really go deep on our criteria. And then the decisions were made, not always unanimous, but, uh, but of course after a discussion with respect, with hearing, listening to each other. And that was, for me, important, because then you get richer. You go there with your ideas, with your perspective, and after sharing this with other people, very qualified people, but very open people and sincere, then it's, that's, um, that for me was a gift, a present, un regalo. And you liked it so much in 2015 that you came back again in 2017, and this time as the head of the jury. Yeah, I think uh, Donald got mad. <laughs> I don't understand yet, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm ethically... I'm really thankful for that, of course. But it didn't make a big difference. It didn't make a big difference because Donald, he understands the idea of a chair of the panel, someone who leads the discussion, and when there's some block situation, you find a way to just, to put it fluent again. But it's not someone who is more important than the others. Festivals like the Choir Festival in Derry are an important meeting point for the international choral community to hear new repertoire and to hear new ideas. And for you, has the Choir Festival in Derry been fruitful in that regard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, you, you always get something new from the music, as you said, from the repertoire, but as well from the criteria concerning sound, sound traditions from different countries, uh, educational procedures, because we shouldn't forget about all this a background before the international, yeah, when we hear the, the school choirs, the middle school choirs, and that was amazing following during my, let's say, five years period, this evolution. Giuseppe, you work with the World Youth Choir and you actually commissioned a composer from Derry, Sean Doherty, who you met through the festival. I remember perfectly well uh, my last time there, one year ago, I, I think that it was that clear that New Dublin Voices won the prize for part, and they performed one of his pieces. But I had been introduced to him already before, maybe three, three years ago. And when it came to us, the, this chance to uh, make a commission from the World Youth Choir, we put it in common some names. And that, that was one of the names who was in more, mostly of the the lists, and I was happy. So I, I, I pushed to say, I want to, to work with him with that. And that was amazing. And uh, 
the, the choir fall in love with the piece he wrote for us. I am the Tell us about working with the World Youth Choir, Giuseppe. How did that come about? This is one of the best experiences, musical and human, I ever had. This is something extraordinary, since you take people from everywhere with their own perspectives, but with a huge desire of putting in common and learning. And then you should imagine the more qualified people from 40 different countries. And at the first rehearsal of a 10 days rehearsal period, on the very first moment, everyone was ready to sing the species in the concert. So imagine what you can do with such a choir. And that was a discovery, a discovery of their capacities and of course, Conductors in such situation, we grow as well. We discover and we can go farther and farther and farther. And I actually saw one video online of you conducting the World Youth Choir performing a piece by the Colombian composer and conductor Juan Manuel Morales, which I first heard in Derry as well. Did you get the idea to do one of Juan Manuel's pieces when you met him in Derry, or how did that work? Uh, not at that moment, but I, I, I was very impressed with his way of writing and uh, especially his way of using and uh, making arrangements and wonderful performance around the, 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 the folk music of his country, about the folkloric, folklorical music. So, uh, because at that time, I, I didn't know I was going to conduct the World Youth Choir, of course. Um, but I, when I got the invitation, uh, I wanted to make a second part of the program just around the wall, because it was celebration, it was the 30th anniversary of the project, and I wanted to visit all the continents, and uh, thinking about Latino America, I remember that, that music, and then I asked him to, 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 to send me more material, and then we finally choose that piece. Okay, Giuseppe, I've got a difficult question for you now. Are you ready? Go on. Which do you prefer, teaching, composing or conducting? I think conducting comes first. That's absolutely my life. I think that's my personality. Um, I, I wouldn't be as I am if I don't have this feedback and this connection with people in live music in through the voices. But... I couldn't do that in, uh, in the level I, I tried to do it 
without teaching because this is a kind of going back to the important things and to getting new perspectives from every student you have to help. And of course, my, my soul would be collapsed if I hadn't the time to compose, because composing is a kind of open window of uh, many, many things that are going inside of you, and they, they, they finally need some, some way to, to develop, to grow, to express. So let's say the combination of the three things is, is what I am, but definitely what comes first and what I need the more is conducting. And speaking of conductors, you've had a rich and varied career as a choral conductor, and you've also had the chance to work with some of the most renowned orchestral conductors. Daniel Barenboim, Sir Simon Rattle, Gustavo Dudamel, and many others. How is that relationship between a choral conductor and an orchestral conductor? Do you learn things off them, or can they learn things off you? How does that collaboration work? Of course, it depends on the both in the, the quality and the level of the conductors you are preparing the choir to. And as well, it depends on their attitudes. So uh, sometimes we learn more than a, let's say, middle range, uh, not, not very famous conductor, but who comes with a generosity and with a lot of good techniques and, and good advices for us and for you as a conductor. That's, that's a prize. And sometimes these great names you can learn just looking at, but they are not maybe not that close to you. And, uh, but it depends on the moment they are and, and in the respect they feel to you after they listen to your choir. So I remember funny situations they came to you with a kind, yeah, so don't touch me, I'm there and you are there. Okay, okay. And then they have amazing time with the choir and they can get from the choir what they wanted and, and they are just happy and they come back to you in a completely different way. It happens sometimes and this is uh, when you, you feel happy because you can share immediately that with your singers and, and they can appreciate that and they can see that. So uh, that's the best moment. But definitely you learn from everyone. And when you have a bad experience with someone, you learn as well because uh, you can just decide that I, I, I never would do that. <laughs> That's something that you put on your, <laughs> your box or... You're not naming any tools. names? Yeah. No, 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 I won't. <laughs> of course not. Giuseppe, tell us a little bit about how the last few months have been. Obviously, worldwide, we're in the midst of this global pandemic and it's hit all aspects of society, but choral singing has definitely also been heavily uh, hit. How has it been for you working here in Catalonia? Well, uh, concerning conducting, every, everything was cancelled. My choir now is in, uh, is in Sabadell, in my hometown. Yeah? So it's a, it's a mixture of professional and amateur singers with very high level, and we do uh, mostly a cappella projects. And uh, this is the Leader Camera Chamber Choir, which I founded 30 years ago, then I went away. And we started a new project together two years ago. So with this choir, we, we don't have yet the conditions to, to restart because we have in, in our city uh, a building for culture. So some of the professional companies are starting again, but we are, we are waiting until we have the permission to go on. But I'm already working as a guest conductor with choirs. 
you said to me just before we pressed record today that you're feeling optimistic. I had the chance in the middle of summer to assist to a concert of the Catalan National Youth Choir. And they had to sing with these masks. And uh, uh, of course, I understood it wasn't that comfortable for them. But I must accept that uh, I agreed with one person in the concert, the doctor who had been um, uh, advising them during the, the season, the, the project, the, the rehearsal time. And uh, she said to us, the difference of the sound of quality, uh, singing with a mask, it's between 5 and 10% of the quality, and uh, it's more related to the, the highest frequencies. See, if you close your eyes, sometimes it could be difficult really to notice. They did a wonderful work vocally, and they, they, mostly of the pieces were, for example, in German, which is uh, uh, quite... Uh, lots of details in the consonants and all articulation is, is the basics of it. And everything was there. And all the, the audience uh, received the musical emotion. And it was a big success. And nobody was uh, telling you, oh, despite that, despite... No, it was a concert. And sometimes the concert can be not in the best conditions because of the acoustics, because of mm, the choir is tired for some reason. So... I think it's almost in a normal situation. It's only for the singers that they have to do an extra effort and sometimes to take the masks for a while and to breathe <laughs> healthy and that's that's it. I hope it, it, it won't be a long period for us singing like that way, but we can definitely do it. And we can definitely offer the best of us and our capacities despite of that during this time. That's why I'm optimistic. Are you optimistic that you'll get back to the choir festival in Derry at some point? Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, that, that would be a pleasure. That would be a pleasure. I'm sure we'd, we'd all love to see you uh, again there. Thank you. Giuseppe, thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been really great. Thank you. You're very welcome. And all the best to all the City of Derry International Festival family. <laughs>